Absolutely. When you're starting out, you're going to be having a lot of cold conversations. But the more you invest in your own marketing, the more people are going to feel as though they know you. So that when you do have that conversation, whether it's on the phone or whether it's in the street, you've had those a number of touch points. That cold conversation or that cold engagement becomes a warm one. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Sam from Elite Agent. Firstly, I would love to wish you all a very happy new year and thank you all for listening to us on Elevate for the last couple of years. It's been a bit of an interesting time. And I'm sure that 2023 will no doubt be just as interesting. So to kick off the year, I've brought in my one and only, my ride or die, publisher of Elite Agent, husband, all of that sort of thing, Mark Edwards. Hey Sam, how's it going? Welcome back. Oh, what do you mean, how's it going? I was going to ask you that question <laughs> every day, isn't it? Well, I was going to say Happy New Year, but we know that that's crap, Ray, as well, because we're recording this before <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Thanks we're, to just, the, we're just pretending. <laughs> thanks to the wonders of modern technology. But how long has it been? I mean, we originally kicked off this crazy thing called a podcast, God, what, 350-odd episodes ago? Yeah, I think it was 2017. So for those of you that don't know, we started this podcast, Elevate, by accident when we had too much video content and couldn't get through all the video editing. So give a bit of a nod out to Tim Dunk at the to time. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like, was, what are we going to do with all this video content? I said, let's, make, do a let's make a podcast. Why don't we yeah. have both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. And you're right. I had reason to listen to a couple of podcasts with you and I earlier this year when we were sort of putting together that list of things that real estate agents do really good jobs of. Mm because that ethics index came out and you know how they love to bash real estate agents. And so I went back because, you know, someone said, where did that baby shark story come from mm. about the real estate agent rescuing the baby shark? I said, Granola, wasn't yeah. it? I said, Mark and I were talking about that in one of the very first episodes. Anyway, I went back, I had to listen to it and I thought, you and I don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way to put it, isn't it? <laughs> so here you are back again. But then I was trying to think of the last time that you were on the podcast, and I think it was like episode 100 with Claudio, mm. and that was years ago. Mm. And this year, 2023, if we sort of, let's just zoom back into 2023 for a moment, mm. will be episode 400. Wow. I know, right? Spooky. Time flies when you're having fun. Sure does. I guess the purpose of today is we're going to just have a little look back at 2022, but maybe forward plan a bit of 2023 because... Did you notice how I held my tongue there? <laughs> Wise. <laughs> Wise. Yeah, so we had our own little real estate journey this year and it might, you know, I wrote about it in a couple of my editor's notes, mm. but it might be useful to unpack some of that because if it helps anyone out there like listening to some of the stuff that we went through as buyers, as sellers, yeah. tenants, yep. you know, because we held all roles this year mm. and there were some things that we observed that were really, really good and some things that we observed that perhaps weren't so good. Mm, always opportunities for improvement. But it was interesting to be able to see it from the other side. I mean, 
we are so fortunate to be able to see true best practice in the industry and with people being able to sort of commentate on what it means to be an elite agent and what it means to be the pinnacle of your practice. So it was interesting to see some of it put in practice and, as you said, some areas that could be improved. Could be improved. Mm. Let's get to that in a second. First of all, the first question I want to ask you, and by the way, I'm asking the questions here. <laughs> <You're>, really? Wow. <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you, 2022, hmm. another year for the record books. We did a lot in 2022. Actually, our traffic broke records in mm. 2022. So, you know, that was a pretty interesting sort of start to the year. But what were some of the highlights for you? Look, obviously, you know, sort of Elite Agent, it started as a magazine. So I've still got a soft spot for the mag as much as it, you know, sort of the trials and the yeah, the grey yep. hairs. Still looking, you know. I'm not on you. I'm not talking about grey hairs on you. I'm talking about (laughs) on me. But we had a cracking year. Obviously, we finished off the year with Jodie Staten, Mm -hmm. possibly one of my most favourite covers ever. Yep. Really amazing, amazing, amazing cover. What boss. Yeah, I know. What boss. The photographer did a fantastic job on that shoot. I'm so bummed that I didn't actually be there at the studio for that one. Uh, Simon Cohen as well. That was an amazing cover. So hats off to Dan down in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Gail Richards. Yeah. Sensational. So like, you know, not your typical agent that you would have on the cover, but the things that she and her team are doing down in Mount, Mount Gambia, Gambia. Yeah. is absolutely amazing. And it was also a bit of a first for us as well with the technology issue. I'm sort of racking my brains as to uh, who was the cover agent on the tech issue, but it's the first time that we've actually done a non-face on a cover. Yeah. So that was an interesting one because I think it was really important that we ran with that particular issue because it was all around how technology plays a role in our industry. And, you know, so I think, you know, so we'll probably talk about it later on is the hits and misses of technology in the transaction. Yeah. I mean, 2022 saw the rise of the metaverse, I think. Mm. And, yeah, it was interesting because we also did a transform, I think, just before 2022 Mm. hit. Mm. And we called... The story mass personalization, which, you know, if I could use a big word, is a tautology, you know, because mass and personalization don't tend to go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other big word I love is, along with tautology, is juxtaposition. But, you know, like I can't find a way to weave that into the conversation right now. Even though you just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But, yeah, I sort of thought that that was interesting because I think that's what the people that can nail mass personalization Mm. because you don't want to feel like everything is just generic vanilla white label and even in the property journey you know I remember one of my very early conversations with Mark McLeod he said to me I think one of his articles was called just call me Mark or you know that's how he ended the article just call me Mark don't call me dear sir or whatever because if you know where your customer lives, if you know that sort of data, then, you know, at least call people by name. Oh, absolutely. I think it's sort of raised a number of really important topics there, which the industry has been hit with some amazing tools to be able to increase some productivity, to be able to create a conversation when you're sleeping with buyers. But as with most things, it needs to be moderated to the point where you're 
listening to the feedback. Yeah, so I'm still getting automated SMSs and messages that are talking about, so where are you up to in your property journey? And <laughs> so many times I'm responding back to these going, already bought, it's all good. Yeah. Cancel. Nothing to say. And they just keep on coming. And just before we're on air here, we were recording a podcast and the conversation was around size of database. Mm. Yeah, you I was listening in the wings as you were saying that in the early days size mattered. Yeah. Bigger the better. Bigger the better. But now it's more the intimate, the better that you can be as if you know how to have meaningful one on one conversations with people on a mass scale. Yeah. And there's that tautology there, is that you're going to be able to do less of the cold conversations, more of the warm conversations. Another thing that was quite interesting in 2022 for me as well is just the boom of AI, true AI, you know, like ChatGPT and Deli Art. Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, yeah. in 2022, apart from the metaverse, was definitely the year of AI. I mean, even Canva's got an AI-powered word processor in it. That's and incredible. I actually signed up to this word processor called Lex, which I didn't tell you about. It's just another subscription I didn't tell you about. Looked <laughs> at to see it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Bookkeeper says, how do you want to categorize this one? Yeah, sub- semi-subscription. But it was interesting because I caught up with Claudio Encina over Christmas and I said, do you want to see how quickly I can write an article with this AI word processor? Mm-hmm. And he went, yeah, sure. And I mean, Christmas, we a couple of drinks in, so I grabbed my iPad, went to Lex and sort of put in a title of five ways to engage your audience on Facebook. Hit the plus sign three times and it gives me three out of five. And then hit the plus sign three times again and it gives me the other two with a conclusion. And apart from the odd American spelling... It was, Which you can clean up with Grammarly or something like that. Which you can clean up. It was... Pretty good. And so can you imagine Claudio there with his mouth open going, are you for real? And I'm like, 100%, 100 100%, 100%. 100%. Well, look, it doesn't even stop there. I mean, you know, so we use a variety of tools in our business to be able to hack our way through productivity hacking is, you know, where any small business starts its way off from. Yeah. But even looking at some of the tools we've been using for quite a while, uh, Descript, for example. Descript's um, come a long way. It was the word processor for audio, but now it's got video and you can create content in so many different ways. And I was thinking about the argument of probably two years ago, maybe three years ago, the disintermediation of the real estate agent. We all agree a real estate agent has got a role to play. The great real estate agents and property managers and BDMs and so forth, they're the ones that are going to be less at risk, but the average performing person, regardless of whatever practice you're in, is going to be at risk of these AI-powered utilities. For example, your average video editor pretty much has just been wiped off the planet with sort of tools like Descript. Descript. Yeah, well, fun fact, I did a lot of Descript editing for the Elite Agent TV videos. It was all in Descript. Actually, at the end of it, I did export it and did the audio mixing in Audition and Premiere Pro mm. because that's just what I know. But there will come a time when you'll be able to do all that in Descript as well, which what it means is you don't have to go and get the expensive video editor. You can shoot something on your iPhone. And we did that in Transform 2012, actually. 
the end of 2021, you can shoot something on your iPhone, you can toss it into Descript and have it edited within five minutes flat, Mm. just like it's a word processor. Because it is rewarding the algorithms of looking for that raw, real video, which the big scale production, traditional video editing is sort of, I wouldn't say it's being left behind, but it's being marginalized by the speed in which we want to consume the content. Well, that's it. If I want to watch something cinematic and epic, I'm going to go to the movies or Netflix. But if I just want a quick fix of something to entertain me while I'm standing in a line at the supermarket, you know, Mm. I want an Alex Hormozzi style TikTok, basically. (laughs) But more on that in a moment. What other highlights for 2022? Well, I look back through the analytics of, you know, sort of what was engaging for the audience. Block was, you know, sort of a piece of content was written around the block, but it was all the satellite style content around that. It was the virtual staging, the virtual tours, and also your buy now, pay later to be able to tart up your place so that it's ready for sale. And also obviously for the VPA side of things as well. So that little trilogy of content was very popular. Interest rates and rental crisis. Yeah. Very topical. I mean, those um, topics aren't going anywhere next well, year. Well, I mean, we put a big in-depth spread into the summer issue around the rental crisis, and I think that's probably going to be unpacked for quite a while, and it's not going anywhere, as you said. And the other one, which is just like sort of this is slow burn, it just keeps on going, is the celebrity homes and escapism that people just want to see what other people are doing. You know, I think I'm the only person that doesn't love the celebrity home because I remember, you know, we talked about that as early as Zoomathon in February. Mm. Who was it? The guy from News said that the most read stories on News mm. as well, and you know, we know it on the same website. I don't know. I just I feel a little bit dirty still mm. because I just don't know. I tend to go through and edit things if they've got addresses and stuff in them because oh, yeah, I just wouldn't sure. want to know where people live or even me. But let's talk about that because one of the highlights for me was Elite Retreat. Mm. It's the first time we've done a big event like that in a long time. Like everything we've done has been virtual online, which is fun. But, you know, like it was really great to get everyone back together and go to Sanctuary Cove and we had some great speakers and all the rest of it. And a bit of a plug for Bali next year because we're planning on taking that up a notch next year. Just one. I think it's probably about 17. I think it's probably about 17, but yeah. Yeah, starting with the place we're staying, but everyone can go and have a look at that. It's um, eliteretreat.com.au. As we were packing up Elite Retreat, you know, we were exhausted, Mm. probably slightly hungover, if the truth be told. And, you know, we're telling the truth today. We started with it's not really New Year. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, it was about four o'clock and Jason was wrapping up an email bounced into my phone and I was pretty much glued to my phone for a couple of days because of, I guess, you want to make sure that everyone's all right and you're not getting urgent messages from people, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was an email that bounced in from our real estate agent and I did write about this in one of my editor's letters and it was just, you know, your rent's going up by $100 and you're going to have to sign another lease for 12 months and it was an automated email. It's very cold, wasn't it? It was very cold, but not out of character for Mm. all of the emails that we received over that period of time. Mm. And, you know, and I remember we'd actually been talking at the event about the human touch in real estate and it just seemed very ironic ironic that, Mm. you know, to get this email, obviously those people weren't at Elite Retreat. 
But that set off a chain of events for you and I mm. that we wouldn't have expected. So you got the same email, but we were at different ends of the room. How yep. did you feel when you got the email? Well, I was, I think at the time I was being rock star already. So I'm sort of, you know, <laughs> we were sort of bouncing around the conference and you know, sort of high-fiving and then all of a sudden the high vis is on and we're breaking the place down, trying to work out, am I going to get this done in time so I can get on the boat? Yep. And it's the same as you. I was looked at it and I had to sort of like do a double take and saying, is this for real, you know? It wasn't the content, it was the delivery. Mm. You don't expect that everything's going to stay the same. I think after the dust has settled, we tried to unpack what was the issue there. And there was a number of things that happened. A chain of events. There was a chain of events. Started off with the automated email, came with another follow-up email that was a little warmer, and then finished up with a phone conversation that basically sort of almost apologized for everything that happened preceding that, saying, oh... I'm sorry, we can't do anything about it. You know, sort of costs are rising for the, for the, for the landlord. Legislation for, yes, yeah, so of tenant protection. So therefore the landlords need to sort themselves out in Queensland. Had you used the same amount of effort but flipped the order of things, then what was going to be a, an impact on us of probably about five grand over the course of the 12 months, you know, so sort of 100 bucks a week, we probably wouldn't have been in the situation where we thought, oh, well, bugger this, let's just dump 200 plus grand into deposit and moving and buying a house. Yep. And upheaval and pain, anxiety and all that sort of stuff. But it just goes to show you how what you think or what you would expect is an automated email could trigger such an emotional reaction into, rel- I'm going to say relatively sane people because, you mostly. know. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. But it really did. And it did, it set off a chain reaction of events because then we didn't know, you know, then it was like, oh, well, let's go and see the bank and we're in a business for ourselves, so are they going to approve us? And there was a whole bunch of uncertainty for about a month that we were kind of living with all over this, Hmm. you know, one email. And I remember, you know, like having this conversation about it, which went something like, are we sure we want to do this for the amount of money? Are we just being emotional? But The reality was, yes, we might have been being emotional about it, but I guess we had all the information. Mm, Exactly. So that set off a chain of events of, well, happily the bank did approve us. And so we set about finding ourselves somewhere to live. And I think that the journey, even in what we do with the lead agent in meeting all of those agents was quite a fun journey and quite an interesting journey for us to go on because you know, it sort of puts into practice all the things that the coaches are saying and you can sort of sit back and go, oh, yeah, he did that well or didn't do that well or whatever, you know, armchair, whatever. It's like watching the block, but but for real. Mm. The funniest thing, though, was I think we agreed that Market Elite Agent was going to be the email address we gave everyone. And I think you got all the comments from, are you an agent to, are you a spy? <laughs> to... <laughs> You know, neither of those things. We have a magazine that was pretty amusing. But I want to ask you a couple of questions because the content that's always really popular on Elite Agent is all the stuff on prospecting. So on the whole, how good were people at following you up? Interesting one. There was a moment immediately following the inspection that you get your Sunday's Monday callbacks. Here come the callbacks. (laughs) Here come the callbacks. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone threw you into the same auto-response AI kind of follow-up. Now, I think probably on the surface it sounds like a great idea because then you can 
keep them warm and so forth. But you think about the buyer's journey, they'll probably be going and seeing, you know, sort of six, eight houses well, we on were, a weekend. We hit it and hard. then you're doing multiple weekends and sometimes during the week. Yeah. That's a compound effect with the amount of follow-up that you're getting that then becomes automated spam in your phone. Mm. And as I said in the beginning, that you guys are our tribe. Yeah. How you try to politely say, all sorted, thank you very much for the follow-up, but we're all good now, thanks. Yeah. And then it just sort of falls on deaf ears because whether it's just not followed up or whether it's being filtered out or whatever, I don't know what the answer is. You've got to start to be curious as to what the impact is going to be on the perception of your average buyer who may not have the same affinity and love for this industry than what we do. Yeah, I think we would have been considered like AAA hot buyers though, you know, like we were literally Cashed up, ready approved, to go. ready yep. to go, like, yep. you know, just, to sell. yeah, but, you know, it was funny, the scripts and dialogues did come out and it was like, oh yeah, I've heard that one, yeah, I've heard that one, but, you know, smile and move on. Another thing that was interesting for me, and this may be helpful to you guys out there who might be listening, is that I remember the really good agents and I remember the really bad ones and nothing in between. Now, I only met one that was kind of bad because it was like, smelled a bit like cigarette smoke and told me he didn't have enough listings and whatever. Like, I just do remember that because it was... But it was very much, you know, sort of, and this I think probably where you're getting to is that the people that niched themselves were incredibly memorable. memorable. The people that were the generalists and they were just ticking the box and Phil taking their names and then you just got, you know, sort of flat out SMS come through saying, thank you for coming through the open home and nothing else. They were the ones that were very forgettable. And there were some great characters that we actually met in the journey, there was, which I think we need to do something. I, I, th- I think we need to get these guys in on the podcast there's a few of them that I'd sort of like to give a bit of a shout out to, if that's okay. Some of the really good ones, I thought. I loved Renine and Janine. Renine and Janine. From Arundel. Yep. Mother and daughter team. You know, we were a little bit early for the Open that day. And I think it was Renine. No, actually it was Janine. She started chatting to us in the car like the owners that hadn't quite left. And she started telling us a bit of the story of Arundel and why she loved Arundel so much mm. because it wasn't an area that we were actually considering, but we saw a house there that was really nice. And it was something that she said, like she said, there's a lot of people that go to university and there's a lot of doctors around here because hospital's not far away. But then she said, but look up, there are no power lines. And every single place I looked at after that, I was looking up. Where are the power lines? Where are the power lines? Think, <laughs> thinking about them, but I definitely think they were really cool. Adam from Adam, Professionals in yeah. Palm Beach, I think. Well, I saw him and he basically just gave us a rundown of Nobbies, you know. Oh, like, his local knowledge was so good. knew everything about everyone, not even from the point of what the property is worth, but what what you could, could do be with it. yeah you know, like and and the differences between one, this yeah. street and the one street behind and even though we didn't transact through Adam there's a degree of confidence that he knew exactly what was going on and he would be there like so till the same as with Renine and Janine you knew that they'll always be in that pocket of Arundel yeah the thing I liked about Adam was that he was very future focused, you know, like if you wanted to buy this, the dirt's worth this and because they've developed over there and sold for this, but it was just that 
he almost had a mental map in his head of the suburb and he could like literally. That one will go next. Yeah, that one will go Mm, next. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then there was Sharon. So we missed out on Sharon's property. I think she was from Amir. What I loved about Sharon, and this is typical of so many real estate agents, is we met her sweeping the leaves out of the driveway. Yep, in again, he- turned up. In heels. Yep. Yeah, yep. turned up. We were always the people that were early to the opens. But just the little things like that, and, you know, as we were looking around that property, you know, when they talk about runaway bay and they talk about being tightly held, we know what tightly held means now. It means that you sort of... You've got to be taken out in a box. Yeah, or to a nursing home. And I looked at that place and I looked at Sharon and I'd sort of had bet that internally speaking that she'd probably done a lot of the cleaning there and cleaning up and getting it ready for home, like, you know, going the extra mile. And I think that's something that when these ethics people are trashing agents. She was also part of the local neighbourhood watch and because runaway Bay Islands, it does look like little mini um, Mini Dubai, mini Dubai palms. She was part of the neighbourhood community group there and so there's always questions of people that live there, so they're going to turn this and they're going to put like a gate on the drawbridge or, yeah, mm. the drawbridge was the, the main road that went over into the islands and that was something which we've been talking about for such a long time is, you know, so be the local reporter and the niche people that we spoke to, they were the ones that were able to give you all of the information yeah. that you're going to be asking, like Renine and Janine. Janine was talking to us about what was behind was an old golf course and we're thinking, all right, well, if we did buy this place, would that eventually be developed or whatever? But They've got the local knowledge to be able to give you that degree of calm and certainty. Yeah. And so we're running out of time a bit, but let's talk a little bit about James and Elizabeth. I love James because he was a renovator and you're a renovator and you two connected on that level. And I still regret not buying that place from James, but it was like a day before our finance got approved. Obviously, he knew the area very well and he reminded me of a young Gavin Rubenstein, Mm. actually. But I did love his approach in that as a renovator, he was sort of sitting there with ideas, you know, cut the bench off here, open that wall up here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Which Cut up all the exposed brick in the downstairs bar area. It was another nana house, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? And then, of course, Mitch and Mitch, who we eventually bought from the two Mitches in Broad Beach Waters. You know what they were really good at? And I still remember it to this day was the staging mm. because I remember when you and I moved in the day that we moved in, none of our furniture fit and we're like, how did this thing look so spectacular? <laughs> with, um, why with, did we never look yeah, up? Hang on a second. Why did we never look up? But, you know, that's the power of good staging, I think, is that you can sort of make any dump look reasonable. It's like, our dump now, though. It's else. our dump now. It's our money pit. I know. And, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll – see the transformation, which we're all sort of looking forward to, and you'll probably see more of that into 2023. So speaking of 2023, let's wrap this up because I think you and I have been prattling on for quite a while. What are you looking forward to next year, other than spending more time, obviously, when your shoulder gets better? Look, actually, I'd like to flip the conversation back through to you, if you don't mind, because like, so obviously you've seen a lot that's come through the newsroom and across the editor's desk over the last 12 months. What have been the big, and you're obviously you know, sort of passionate about marketing, what's been the big marketing trends that you saw in 2022? And if you were going to be doing the keep, stop, start in 2023, what would you take forward? Good questions. I don't think the principles of marketing change that much year in, year out. What does change is people's propensity to invest in marketing. And it's I'm calling, an it's yeah. an investment. Yeah. And we just, on a podcast with Jared Carmen and 
adulthood, which you'll all hear probably an episode or two after this one. But, you know, we've done studies where agents that spend a lot of marketing money on marketing investing in themselves, and I don't mean on stupid things, but they always earn more than the agents that don't. So Mm. you're actually investing in your personal brand. What does change, I think, is, you know, the propensity. So we're coming into a bit of a slowdown Mm. when people are naturally going to cut costs and things like that. But I actually think this is the best time to market yourself like crazy. Don't cut the corners. Do all the marketing of the property. I think there's at least six social media posts that you can do with every property Mm. and don't cut corners on them. So, you know, I'm talking about the sneak peek, the coming soon post, the sneak peek video, the for sale, the open home walkthrough maybe even like some sort of a competition around an auction and obviously sold and testimonials. Actually, I think I counted seven there. And then you've got all of your other marketing, like your REA domain, all the rest of it. Don't cut corners because other people will be tempted to cut corners next year. And so that's one thing. The second thing is to remember your three, the RRP model, relevance, relationships and presence. So be relevant, that is relevant messaging build one-to-one relationships. Like if you're struggling with social media or whatever, remember that commenting is contenting and the algorithm will repay you if you comment meaningfully on other people's posts and presence being be where your people are. So we've just started dabbling in a bit of TikTok, which has been satisfyingly good. I never realized it. I think my Generation Z daughter is horrified that, you know, (laughs) that we're on TikTok now. Is there no place sacred anymore. <laughs> you can get away, roll here. <laughs> where you can get away from your parents. But it is pretty cool because I've been quite inspired by some of the short form videos. And if you can mm-hmm. get a message across in 15 seconds or less and get practiced at it, then I can see how that would be quite addictive. And we've had a couple of videos go viral this year, like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking more than 100,000 views. So that's something that we'll be looking at a lot more next year is that short form content that people seem to be loving right now. I mean, our attention spans are getting less and less and less, like, you know, squirrel. Well, <laughs> you squirrel. But it is interesting what you're saying, and I won't be a complete spoiler alert for what's coming up in Joel and Jared's podcast in a couple of weeks' time, but I alluded to it before, is that, you know, so you want to be having warm conversations with people as opposed to cold conversations. Yeah. It's absolutely, when you're starting out, you're going to be having a lot of cold conversations, but the more you invest in your own marketing, the more people are going to feel as though they know you so that when you do have that conversation, whether it's on the phone or whether it's in the street, you've had those a number of touch points, that cold conversation or that cold engagement becomes a warm one. Hmm. Now, it was a great piece of advice that it's Joel, wasn't it? That Joel said, and that gets down to the intimacy of your database. Bigger is not better. Well, I was going to say there's one more thing too, and that is more and more and more. And we've, you know, this year, one of the big, not a real estate news story, but Elon Musk buying Twitter. Mm. You know, you've got a lot of people like Elton John has just left Twitter because he doesn't believe in the spread of misinformation. Now, for people, I'm not saying that there's a lot of them in the real estate industry that have built up Twitter followings over the years. They all might be thinking the same thing. And I think it's proof once again that, you know, these social media platforms are rented rented ground. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have just had their Facebook profiles banned. And so what if it happened to us when, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and, uh, Frydenberg. and, and Frydenberg were having their bit of a fisty cuff? But 
Well, apparently they're going to be doing that in the states as well now. So the US well, um, US Congress is talking about the whole thing of paid news. If mm. you publish news, you need to pay the source, and they're talking potentially about doing exactly the same thing in the states. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, may have already happened by the time this comes out. And for that reason, I think people should be investing in creating newsletter content because. One other thing that we've seen over 2021, 2022 is the rise and rise and rise of the newsletter. We've got two newsletters. You know, we've got the brief and the scoop. The scoop is for pro members and it's where we summarize all of the good content and, or not all the good content, but we try and make it more succinct. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, but it's time saving. So for people that might miss something during the week, they know that they can catch up on it on the weekend and go back to it or whatever. But there's these other interesting companies that, I'm seeing pop up and, you know, maybe there is somebody working on this right now. Name starts with C. But in the US, there's this company called Axios and basically they do hyperlocal content. So there's Axios Nashville, there's Axios, Axios Austin, which is in Texas, etc. And what they do with those newsletters is they basically do hyperlocal reporting on what's going on with developments, what's going on with jobs you know, the local restaurants, the bars, commercial things, stuff like that. And, you know, I actually think that's killer as a real estate agent because people would almost pay for that sort of content. Mm -hmm. And then once you build a big enough audience, like I think I did some numbers on Runaway Bay. If I was a real estate agent in Runaway Bay and I had 20,000 subscribers on my newsletter, that's not insignificant. Mm -hmm. And local businesses would pay good money for that sort of a thing to advertise in it. So it's sort of be like having your own version of the brief, but focusing in on local news and local content. And then agents are probably saying, but where would I get that content from? And, you know, you would set up some Google alerts mm -hmm. and you would have a framework much like the brief. And so, you know, like if I was an agent in 2023 wanting to engage the people on my database, I reckon it's a newsletter. Absolutely. I mean, We've lived through it a couple of times. When we moved into Runaway Bay, dashed across the border, COVID time, landed in a place we knew nothing about. Yeah. I would have died to have like, sort of somebody say, all right, this is where all the good things are. Where's or, all the good things? Yeah. <laughs> where's or, the potentially, best, yeah. or potentially where's the dodgy bolo? Yeah, well, that's it. Where's the dodgy bolo? Where are the best sausages? Where's yep, the yep. dog park? Where yep. is, you know, all of those sorts of things? Where do you go? Yeah, doctors, dentists. Well, hospital, what's the closest hospital? Like knowing that, you know, out. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do think that being a local tour guide kind of thing, and if you could do it in a newsletter, then that's the at scale bit. Well, to finish off, I want to turn the tide here a little bit. Again? Yeah, just a little bit. All right. First episode of the year. Yep. If there's anything in this podcast, Samantha McLean, you'd like to leave everyone with, what would it be? <laughs> Hang on a second. That's not how I end them. I always thank people for sharing their knowledge. Okay. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> now answer the question. That sounds weird. What would I like to leave everyone with? Well, I think always be creating. There you go. Always be creating. The thing that I've learned in 2022 and I've embraced as a marketer, I've embraced stories a bit more is start viewing your life as content because people want to see not just the shiny, flashy stuff, but just the raw and real stuff. So I think in terms of always be creating and just be real. I mean, our real estate journey was an interesting one this year and the people that we remember and loved what they did and loved their areas. So if that's good advice, 
I don't know. Yeah. That's it. All right. So am I going to wrap this up now? Well, Mark, so generous of you to come on to the podcast and share your knowledge with us. Will it be another 200 episodes before you come back? I don't know. I think we should do this more often. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, I'll take that. So anyway, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom today. If there's one thing you'd like to leave everyone with, what would it be? I think what we went through a couple of times, an agent is an important part in not the transaction, but the process. Everybody said trust the process so many times, but to be an agent that you can actually trust in the process is probably something a lot bigger than just explaining what the process is or or living the process. So I think people are looking for people to guide them through, you know, sort of some of the most anxious times. Hair raising. Yeah. So be that safe set of hands. Yeah, have their backs. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. we'll catch you again soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.